Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Well, here we are, another Tuesday. And as we do every Tuesday, we spend time exploring some aspect of playing jazz piano, whether it be theory, technique, transcriptions, tunes. And as much as I try to keep everything in a nice, tidy box, the reality is that the study of jazz does not always work out that way. And today is a great example of that reality. When I decided to do a podcast episode dealing with one, two, three, five patterns, I found it to be, well, quite literally impossible to categorize the skill as either being a theory lesson or a technique lesson. And the reason why is quite simple. One, two, three, five patterns require both some basic theory understanding and fundamental technique ability. So what I'm trying to say is this. Today's Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode, today's Jazz Piano lesson, introducing the essential one, two, three, five patterns, is both a theory and technique lesson. <laughs> it's a twofer. And by the way, one, two, three, five patterns, the one, two, three, five are scale tones. <laughs> I want to make sure we understand that, right? So there's not a really easy way to say it. One, two, three, five patterns. Now, with all that being stated and explained, I want to say right from the get-go, this type of jazz piano lesson is actually my favorite type of jazz piano lesson. It's not physically flashy. It's not academically lofty. It's not orally challenging. And in fact, it can easily be said that this type of jazz piano lesson is quite bland. Maybe even teetering on the edge of boring. <laughs> Plain vanilla, if you will. So why teach it? Because it gets to the very fundamental core of three essential elements of jazz. Number one, the development of time and feel, articulation. And number two, development of technique needed for improvising. And number three, the development of jazz language needed for improvising. So, yes, not physically flashy, check. Not academically lofty, check. Not orally challenging, check. Some of the best exercises that you will ever practice, check. Exercises that develop essential jazz piano skills, check. Exercises that pay huge Jazz improvisation dividends? Check. So bottom line, sit back and listen carefully today. These one, two, three, five patterns will have a profound impact on your development as a jazz pianist. Today is going to be 
a ton of fun. But before we get down to business, I want to take a second, as I always do, and personally invite all new first-time jazz piano skills listeners and old-time listeners to become active members. Simply go to jazzpianoskills.com, select a membership plan, click on the join link, and welcome to our jazz family. Once an official member, you will have full access to all of the educational content and resources at Jazz Piano Skills. You'll have full access to all of the podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that are developed and available with every podcast episode. You will have access to the interactive courses, which make up a sequential jazz piano curriculum utilizing a self-paced format. You will also have access to the weekly masterclass. This is a one-hour live online masterclass with me every week, every Thursday evening. You will also have access to the private Jazz Piano Skills community where you can engage in conversations that are skill-specific or course-specific, right? There are forums that deal specifically with the the Jazz Piano Skills podcast episodes, and there are forums that deal specifically with the Jazz Piano Skills courses. And last and certainly not least, you will have access to unlimited personal and professional support whenever you need it, as often as you need it. So what a package, right? Jazz Piano Skills members have quite an arsenal of tools at their fingertips to help maximize your musical growth on a week-to-week, on a day-to-day, on a month-to-month basis. So I will, of course, be sharing more details about each of these amazing benefits throughout today's episode. But I say this every week because it is so important and I simply cannot stress it enough. If you are indeed serious about developing the jazz piano skills needed for you to become an accomplished jazz pianist, then you should absolutely become a jazz piano skills member and begin taking advantage of all of the educational content, the materials, the resources, and professional support. There are several membership plans to choose from, so you can definitely find one that is going to be a good fit for you. You can become a member for a month. Just simply try it out. You can also become a a quarter. There's a quarterly membership plan. There's also an annual membership plan, and there's even a lifetime membership plan. So all four plans grant you full access to all of the educational content, the materials, the resources, and the professional support. So check everything out at jazzpianoskills.com. If you have any questions, let me know. I am always happy to spend time with you, whether it be by phone or through SpeakPipe or email, to help you determine which Jazz Piano Skills membership plan is best for you. All right, let's discover, learn, and play these not physically flashy, not academically lofty, not orally challenging, but life-changing 
one, two, three, five patterns. So today you are going to discover the essential one, two, three, five patterns used by jazz musicians to develop jazz improvisation vocabulary. You're going to learn how to construct major and minor one, two, three, five patterns used for the development of traditional jazz language. And you are going to play four major and four minor one, two, three, five patterns essential for developing proper jazz technique. So regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you are a experienced professional, you will find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring major and minor one, two, three, five patterns to be very beneficial. To begin, as always, all Jazz Piano Skills members need to pause this episode right now Take a few minutes and print the podcast packets, the illustrations, and the lead sheets. Always, always important to have these packets in front of you as we go through the lesson. As the old saying goes, a picture is worth a thousand words. And the illustrations and the lead sheets will indeed illuminate various aspect of, aspects of these one, two, three, five patterns that will make it actually so much easier to conceptually and physically digest. Okay, now that you have the podcast packets in front of you, I want to walk you through them. Let's begin with the illustrations, of which there are 24, one for each of the 12 major sounds and one for each of the 12 minor sounds. You'll notice that each illustration contains a practice outline with very specific exercises listed. And those exercises include one, isolation, two, half-step pairs, three, whole-step movement, four, minor thirds movement, five, major thirds movement, and six, circle of fifths movement. You also notice a nifty little diagram that outlines four one, two, three, five patterns. The diagrams actually give you the notes of each major and minor one, two, three, five pattern that I am going to be using today. And it also gives you the direction of the line. In other words, when is the line moving up? When is the line moving down? Pretty nifty diagrams indeed, and definitely worth studying, and definitely worth having at your side when practicing. Okay, now let's look at the lead sheets. You should have 24 lead sheets in your hands, 12 dealing with the four major one, two, three, five patterns, and 12 dealing with the four minor one, two, three, five patterns. These are the patterns that I am going to be playing today. And my first suggestion is to practice these lead sheets as written. And as I'm going to be demonstrating today, I'm actually going to be playing them as written. Okay, my second suggestion 
is to not jump into the exercises that I have outlined in the illustrations until you can easily play the one, two, three, five patterns as notated in the lead sheets. And again, as I will be demonstrating today, if you cannot remain disciplined enough to gain a conceptual, physical, and oral command of these fundamental one, two, three, five patterns before attempting to apply them to the exercises, then you will be, in essence, trying to hang pictures on the wall before the paint is dry. And the results will, of course, be devastating. So bottom line, get the patterns down first for all 12 major sounds and for all 12 minor sounds. Get them down first. And that is going to be our primary and sole focus for today. Just that. And finally, I also want to mention the play-along packet um, that I have produced and included in your membership for this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson. You have play-alongs for all eight one, two, three, five patterns that I am going to be playing today for all 12 major and for all 12 minor sounds, right? That is a, that is a total of 96 play-alongs. 48, 48 of those play-alongs are going to be using a traditional jazz swing groove, and 48 are going to be using a traditional Latin bossa groove, okay? So the podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, are simply an invaluable reservoir of tools designed, developed, and are available for you to use to help maximize your musical growth. So my advice is pretty simple. Use them. (laughs) Okay, They're fantastic. And if you have any questions, let me know. So no doubt we have a ton to cover today with these one, two, three, five patterns. And of course, even with the podcast packets in your hands, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs, you will indeed have some questions. And that is precisely why I am committed to providing all Jazz Piano Skills members immediate, personal, and unlimited professional support. If you are listening to this podcast through the Jazz Piano Skills website, which I hope you are, you can use the extremely convenient SpeakPipe widget, which is nestled directly beneath the podcast player, to send me a voicemail message. It's that easy. It's that simple. One click and the two of us are interacting and engaging with one another. Send me a voice message with your questions, and I will send you one back with the answers. It's very cool, very simple technology. If you're listening on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, or any of the other popular podcast directories, you can use the URL speakpipe.com forward slash jazz piano skills to send me a quick message. 
And that URL again is speakpipe.com forward slash jazz piano skills. If you are a scaredy cat and you are afraid to send me a voice message, <laughs> then you can post your question in the jazz, in the in the private jazz piano skills community in the forums and let the community help you, right? Uh, also, if you uh, are interested, you can participate in the Thursday evening jazz piano skills masterclass that I host every week. Join me online 8 p.m. Central Time using the Zoom link that is posted on the Jazz Panel Skills website and get your answers, uh, questions answered face-to-face, right? So that would be a wonderful option for you to consider as well. Bottom line is I provide you with so many ways to get help as a Jazz Piano Skills member. So definitely take advantage of all of the various opportunities. As you know, my entire goal with Jazz Piano Skills is to provide you with the very best jazz piano lessons, the very best jazz piano educational materials, and the very best jazz piano support that is available anywhere today. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play through eight one, two, three, five patterns. Four of them are going to be dealing with the major sound. Four of them are going to be dealing with the minor sound. And with each demonstration, there's going to be a very specific jazz concept that I am going to focus on, that I'm going to highlight. Okay? So not only, in the end, not only are we going to have eight, one, two, three, five patterns that we're practicing and playing, but there are going to be eight very specific jazz concepts connected to, to these patterns as well that become an essential part of your practicing. Okay? So, everything I'm going to be doing today is going to be demonstrated in the key of C, just to keep things simple. And I'm also going to be playing at a tempo of 180, which is, which is fast. And I'm only doing that for the sake of time. I would encourage you to practice at much slower tempos, okay? But nevertheless, the very first pattern is one, two, three, five, just as the title suggests. So C, D, E, G, or the first degree of the scale, second degree, third degree, fifth degree. C, D, E, G. And that's it. That's the pattern. Now, we want to play that pattern, right, in time. And we want to be able to play that in time in such a way that we're not rushing or we're not dragging. So time, the element of time. So I'm going to bring the ensemble in, and you're going to hear me play the pattern, ascending only, And then you're going to hear me rest for about three measures, assessing what I just did, and then repeating the process. And I'm going to do this over and over again, focusing on the importance of time. I should never feel like I'm rushing, and I should never feel like I'm falling behind the beat either. Okay? So let's bring the ensemble in, and let's listen to our very first one, two, three, 
five pattern, key of C, 180, focusing on time. Okay, here we go. Let's check it out. Now, you may be thinking, golly, that's kind of an easy exercise. I cannot begin to tell you how many students with the so-called easy exercises struggle, right? To be able to play that one, two, three, five over and over and do it consistently well is not as easy as one may think. So... Let's march on to exercise number two. It's just going to be the reverse. Instead of one, two, three, five, we're going to come down. Five, three, two, one. So G, E, D, C. Now, feel and articulation. So incredibly important. You can be playing all the right notes, but if you have the inc an incorrect feel or an incorrect articulation, it doesn't matter whether the notes are right. It's still not going to sound like jazz, right? I always use the example of if a Texan goes to France and says, you know, parlez-vous français, mademoiselle. Well, that Texan may be actually, that Texan may be actually saying French, speaking French. But to the French people, they would say, that ain't French, <laughs> right? Does not have the right articulation, does not have the correct feel. So now let's bring the ensemble back in. Again, key is C, 180, 5, 3, 2, 1, descending. And I'm going to be focusing on my feel and my articulation, okay? So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. Here we go.
you know, not that easy, right? To repeat a pattern over and over and over again. And to do so, to replicate that pattern with the exact same feel and articulation is not that easy. Just like the very first exercise, to replicate the pattern over and over and over again without rushing, without dragging, not that easy. So that's why we take the pattern and we repeat it several times. That's why we have measures of rest after playing the pattern so we can make any assessments and adjustments that we need to make before we do it again, right? So not that easy to replicate the same time, to replicate the same feel and articulation, to do so over and over and over again. So the next pattern is going to be slightly different. Now, instead of starting on one, we're going to start on three. So it's going to go three, five, two, one. So E, G, then down to the D, and then down to the C. So three, five, two, one. Now, the focus this go-round is going to be on what I like to call enunciation. I want to be able to clearly hear every note of of the pattern every time I play it, right? So I want to avoid what I call um, rolling the hand, where things kind of get blurred, like I'm not hearing all three notes clearly and equally enunciated, right? We want to avoid that. Ah, that's what we want to hear. Those notes, those four notes of the pattern, clearly enunciated. Not once, not twice, not three times, over and over and over again. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check this out. Again, key of C, 180. Again, I'm just playing that fast for the sake of time. Um, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. Okay, so, so far, we've done three patterns, and we've focused on time, we've focused on feel and articulation, and we have focused on enunciation, or clearly playing each, of the note of the pa- each note of the pattern. Now, for the fourth demonstration, 
it's going to be 3, 5, 2, 1 again. But we're going to go up to 2, to D, above C, and then resolve it down to C. So we get... Nice, right? So now I want to focus on the balance of my sound, right? From the bottom to the top, right? I do not want things to be out of balance. So I don't want... Right? Where some notes are really punched and other notes are not. So I call this the balance of sound. So now let's bring the ensemble in. Let's repeat this several times. And you're going to find, see, it's not that easy to keep a nice balance of sound over and over and over and over again. But let's give it a try. Let's see what happens. So again, key of C, 180. Here's the ensemble. Let's check it out. So we have now looked at four major one, two, three, five patterns. And the four objectives that we've had in mind, number one, time, number two, feel articulation, number three, enunciation, and number four, balance of sound. That's a pretty good little set right there. And to be able to do that for all 12 major sounds, not a small task, right? Not a small task at all. So now let's turn our attention to minor. So we're going to stay with C minor, but we are going to change our groove. Instead of a traditional swing groove at 180, we're actually going to switch to a Latin bassa groove at around 140, so a little slower. So now we're going to take our very first minor sound, minor pattern, and it's going to be one, two, three, five, right? C, D, E flat, and G. So one, two, three, five. So now what we want to do is bring the ensemble in and... Um, you know, of course, the focus this time is just on a whole different groove. So we're going to play this one, two, flat three, five, I guess. You know, it's kind of funny. I never know whether to call it one, two, three, five. You know, if I'm thinking in terms of the Dorian mode, that's, you know, one, two, three. Three is the E flat, right? And then G is the fifth. But if you're going to base it off 
the major scale, it would be one, two, flat, three, five to give us a minor sound. I hope that's not confusing, but but I just thought I'd mention that, right? So if you hear me sometimes reference it as one, two, flat, three, five, or one, two, three, five, and we're dealing with minor, know that I'm saying the exact same thing. Okay, so we're going to bring the ensemble in. And our focus this time really is getting acclimated to a different groove, a different groove, a different tempo, which should always be part of our practicing. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's hear this one, two, three, five minor pattern, just going straight up using a Latin bassa groove. Here we go. Check it out. Very nice, right? So we've changed our groove. We're now doing a Latin bossa groove. But those elements that we, we addressed in the major patterns, right? Time, feel, articulation, enunciation, balance of sound, all that kind of carries, carries with us, right, to this new groove, to this new tempo. So now, number six, we're going to just reverse that pattern. So we're going to go five, flat three, two, one, straight down, just like we did with the major, right? Five, G, E flat, D, C. And we're going to do this again with our, keep our bossa groove and keep our tempo of 140. And I'm going to focus again, consistency of control, right? Our consistency, our ability to be able to play that pattern, right? With good time, good feel, articulation, enunciation, balance of sound, and to be able to do all of that consistently over and over and over again. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and let's see what we think. Here we go. Thank you. 
all these exercises. <laughs> all these little one, two, three, five exercises sound pretty simple until you start doing them. And, it's, and, and when you start moving them around to different keys, all of a sudden, they're not as simple as they initially appear. That's for sure. Okay, so now, demonstration number seven. We're going to stay with our minor sound. We're going to stay with our Latin bossa groove at 140. But now our pattern is going to go flat three, five, two, one. That's it. Flat three, five, two, one. Or E flat, G, D, C. Now, now when I practice this pattern, I want to practice it in such a way that it sounds like it's being naturally improvised. Naturally. It sounds spontaneous. It does not sound formulaic. I want it to sound very musical, right? Like I'm improvising this line. So this is going to be my focus now when I play. So let's bring the ensemble in. And let's check it out. And let's see if I can make this sound natural. As if I'm improvising this melodic idea. And it's not based on some pattern or formula. Okay? All right. So here we go. Let's check it out. See, again, the idea is, can I replicate that over and over and over again? Again, not that easy to do, right? Okay, now for our final demonstration today, our final uh, one, two, three, five exercise. This time, Again, we stick with our bossa nova groove. We stick with our minor sound. We're going to go flat three, five, two, one. So just like we did with the major, now we're going to extend up into the next octave. Right? Flat three, five, two, one. Okay? And um, you know what my objective is as I play through this? Is it musically convincing? Does this sound like music, not an exercise? 
I've mentioned this before in podcasts and previous podcasts. Every ex- every exercise that you do, every pattern that you play, every scale that you play, ultimately, ultimately, you want to play it in such a way that it doesn't sound like a scale. It doesn't sound like a pattern. It doesn't sound formulaic. It sounds musical. Everything should be played musically. Everything. And if you're practicing that way, you're going to develop into a very fine musician. If you are not, you will develop into a very good exercise player. (laughs) Don't let that happen. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's do our final pattern for today, flat three, five, two, one, using a bassa groove minor sound at 140. And let's make this very musical. So here we go. Let's check it out. So today, you know, we've looked at eight. We have taken eight, what I call one, two, three, five patterns, four of them major, four of them minor. And we've practiced each one of those patterns with some very, very specific objectives. I want to go through that list again because these eight objectives should be swimming around in your mind, in your head, and you be consciously aware of them as you're practicing. Here they are. Number one, time. Number two, feel and articulation. Number three, enunciation. Hear every note. Number four, the balance of sound. Number five, practice with different grooves and tempos. Number six, your consistency. Always be aware of your consistency of control. Number seven, naturally improvisational. Does the patterns that you're playing sound improvised? And number eight, do they sound musically convincing? Do they sound like music and not exercises? Those eight objectives should be the center, the core of what you focus on when you're practicing, when you're playing these one, two, three, five patterns. Okay? 
And again, get these patterns down before you start looking at applying them to the exercises that I lay out inside the illustrations. We're going to do some of those exercises using these patterns in upcoming podcast episodes. But for now, just focus on the one, two, three, five patterns, four major, four minor, right? And keeping those eight objectives in mind as you're practicing them, not only in the key of C, but in all 12 keys, right? A tall order indeed, but pays huge dividends. Your efforts will be really rewarded big time. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring the essential and, quite honestly, way too often overlooked one, two, three, five patterns to be insightful and, of course, beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode, this lesson, exploring the one, two, three, five patterns in greater detail, and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, not only for this podcast episode, this lesson, but for all podcast episodes and lessons. And make sure you check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses as well. Use them all to maximize your musical growth. And likewise, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Jump into a forum, join the conversation, get involved, and make some new jazz piano friends. As always, you can reach me by phone at 972-380-8050. My extension is 211. By email, Dr. Lawrence, Dr. Lawrence at jazzpianoskills.com or by SpeakPipe found on the Jazz Piano Skills website in the educational podcast guides and also in the Jazz Piano Skills courses. So that's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the journey. Enjoy these one, two, three, five patterns. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.